I do not have a business to feel bad. I have a business to feel good, to make me money, to help me do the things I want to do in the world. And there is nothing I love more than seeing ideas of mine become reality that helps someone else. Hi, I am Sandra Vanderly, and this is Becoming Unapologetic. This is going to be the podcast for entrepreneurs that are ready to grow a business that works for them. I'm here to tell you that there is no such thing as one break, one launch, or one secret that's going to change your life or your business. The big difference between those that stayed stuck and those that blew up, the ones who made it decided that they have what it takes, they sell their expertise, and they unapologetically go after their dreams every damn day. Here is to Becoming Unapologetic. Hello, welcome back to Becoming Unapologetic. This is episode 34, and it is all about constantly feeling behind. And let's be real, whether you are a solopreneur, a side hustler, a mom with a side hustle, a full-time job, maybe you have all of the things, right? Or maybe you are single, blessedly, child-free, happy, full of time, you have a team and whatever. A lot of us, and I know this to be true because lots of my clients and followers tell me this is true, feel like we are continuously behind. Like there is more that needs to be done. And there's always more that can be done, right? You have a business. You probably, if I asked you to list out 25 things that you should be doing, wanted to be doing, should have done already, you could probably write down more like 79 for me. And that whole idea that the work is never complete really leads us to have that constant, maybe nagging background feeling. There's more I should be doing right? And I I was explaining to a friend at some point where, as you probably know, I own, right now, it's early February, I own two and a half companies. So I own um, my copywriting company, my coaching company, and I have a new partnership that is coming soon. So that's a 50-50 business, which means that I do not recommend this. This is not advice. Do not try this at home. Um, But that also means that any second that I'm awake, there is kind of a running list of tasks that should be done, could be done, would have been done, might have been done already, could help in some way, things I want to try, new ideas um, when I work or when I'm progressing, making a lot of progress. I like to work in sprints or in batches. So when I have something big that I'm taking on for one of the companies, the other one kind of suffers. And although I've hired help, like I am the bottleneck and I'm aware of this and I've had many thoughts about this. This is a whole different topic, Um, but I have many thoughts around this and the kind of business I want and the kind of team size that I want. Um, And I don't love working with other people because it takes me out of my batching happiness, my project following fever, um, right? It makes me responsible to stay in touch with them, to check up on their work, to give them stuff to do. 
Um, so I have had a larger team over time and I'm kind of condensing it back to being much smaller again um, or to outsource really specific tasks from front to end. But that's a whole different story. So let's not dive too dig dig too deep into that. If you want to hear about my team and outsourcing and all that stuff, I will happily just let me know. I will happily record an episode with my experiences and my views on hiring and team and all of that good stuff. Um, however, what I want to address is that if you are one of the people that feels for, you know, 80% of the time, like you're kind of failing, it's all going to fall apart you should be doing this thing. There's marketing trends to try. And you know, this is such a silly example. So I know that reels are great. And I know that they've been around for a long time. And for as long as reels have been around, I have been like, I would probably be good at that because I'm kind of funny. I can do silly stuff on video, put some tunes and make a lot of fans and get in front of a lot of people that way. Ever since Reels became a thing, I have felt guilty about not taking the time to discover it, get into it, video them, do something with it. That is a lot of wasted energy for something that it might work, it might not work. I don't really care so much about it. And yet I feel guilty. And that is just so stupid It is just so stupid. And what I have noticed that, you know, there's always something new or extra or more I can or should be doing, whether it's marketing, whether it's content, whether it's things to record, whether it's things to repurpose, whether it's finally checking all of those old links and replacing them because there's old crap hiding around on multiple of my websites, right? Whether it is admin, whether it's my bookkeeping who's had to ask me for my receipts for the third time this month. Um... It constantly feels like I am not doing enough. And personally, I am so freaking over it. I am so done with it that for the new program that I have, Scale with Ease, which is basically my entry program, I think it's so foundational. It's going to be so good that everyone needs it. I have first, I have taken myself through that entire process And I cannot share the outcomes yet, but hopefully soon. There are some significant changes coming to the structure of my 2.5 businesses and to some of the offer types and some of the things because it is not worth feeling like this. I do not have a business to feel bad. I have a business to feel good, to make me money to help me do the things I want to do in the world. And there is nothing I love more than seeing ideas of mine become reality that helps someone else. I want to create things that help people. That has always been the big, big thing in all of my work, right? The red thread through all of my work is I want to create good shit for good people that get them results, So how can I set up my business and my systems and my marketing and my sales map to do that? So I took myself through this entire process and then my instructional designer was like, this should be an an entry course because everyone needs to understand this, have this and speak this language, right? Everyone should know how you look at these things, how you weigh your options, how you come up with entire sales maps and marketing strategies and business models for yourself and for your clients based around 
what they're great at, based around what they love, instead of focusing on that lack, instead of focusing on making stupid Instagram reels, right? Which it takes me too long and it's annoying. And right now I'm sitting here and I've showered, but I've not done my hair and I'm wearing my sweatpants and I'm recording a podcast and I'm like waving my arms around talking to you because that is what I love. It is what I'm good at. You can hear it I hear from listeners, and if you've ever reached out to me about the podcast, thank you so much. I love you. Um, That you can hear it in my voice, that I'm actually excited about it, right? That I have something to share with you. So why would I feel awkward and bad on an Instagram reel or bad about not wanting to do that when it doesn't light me up? It doesn't excite me. I've never bought any, a single thing from an Instagram reel. I have not, like, I don't care for them. The only reels I want to see have golden retriever puppies, right? So why would I spend so much precious energy and time there? So if you are feeling like you are constantly behind, first of all, please go to my website, sandravanderly.com forward slash scale. Check out the program. I think it's, I believe it's going to be business changing for you if you feel like you're always behind, right? Aside from that, I want to give you a few reframes, some questions, some things to consider because I've also just had a whole coaching conversation with a client who She's got two young kids. There's been health stuff, right? The kids go to daycare. They come back bringing all kinds of cooties, like whatever, all sorts of stuff. Um, And she was like, Sandra, how do you decide when to give yourself space and when to push, right? And a lot of our conversations are around like, what can we make happen? What has to go? What happens if you have a big project, but now everyone in the house is throwing up for a day or two, right? How do you handle this type of stuff? How do you choose which project to pursue when time is scarce, when energy is scarce, when there's just not a lot of bandwidth? So if you feel like you're continuously behind, I have almost like a little decision matrix or a little process I take myself through. And it's like, Um, first of all, what's non-negotiable? And for me, that means that if it's a legal requirement or a promise that I've made or a project I'm being paid for, something with like a really strict deadline, that's non-negotiable, right? I know that my bookkeepers need my things so they can do my my European fat return. And if I don't hand in my stuff in time and they're late, I'm going to get fined. Non-negotiable. It sucks. It's boring, whatever, but non-negotiable. Um, If I have a project I've taken on, um, if there's something, if you buy something from me and I haven't created it yet, non-negotiable, right? First thing. Aside from those situations, everything is negotiable. So what I like to go back to once I've put those in or made sure that those are going to get handled at, you know, in time, I go to what feel good, what would make me happy. What am I excited about right now, right? Where do I want to put energy? Where am I going to see the biggest business result? And that means that sales type, sales related things, cash flow, sales, conversion is the lifeblood of your business, right? So sales are a big thing. You can make this really complicated, but you don't have to do a Marie Forleo level B-school launch, right? To make sales absolutely unnecessary. 
which is why I have a whole section on sales mapping and figuring out your own sales process um, and audience growth, right? And those can be so much simpler than we make them. And we can do so much with so little time if we pick the right things and the things that feel good to us that I go there. And that means that, you know, if you have little capacity and you're looking at it and you're like, well, my sales are going pretty smooth, that whole system works or this funnel works or it's fine, but your lead generation is lagging, right? You're going to have a sales problem in the future because you don't have enough people coming into the business. Um, You can host a summit. That's fine. It's a lot of work, right? That's a big project and it's a long time away. So maybe it's a, well... Maybe I start running a little Facebook lead generation ad to the top of the funnel and that will have a little bit of time up front and it will take some money, but it can kind of run without me, whether I'm working or not, right? So I'm going to look for the shortcut, the easy one, the one that fits me, the one that fits the time I have available. And when you do that, you will find out that you're not so behind if you make a plan that's not based on the idea that you are not one imperfect, very human being. Because a lot of us plan like we are five very perfect, always happy, always healthy, always energetic, always productive AF people. And we're not, right? Unless you are. But I think if you are, you're not listening to this. So I'm, I think it's pretty safe to say that none of us are as prolific or productive as we think we are when we plan out or when we feel this level of guilt. So that's a big thing. And then finally, whenever I get get stuck in that little thought loop of like, I'm the worst person ever and I had all these plans and nothing's working and I'm not doing anything and I'm lazy and rah, 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 right? It's like the monkey mind, the mind just goes off on us. Um, first of all, for me, it's hormonal. I can look in my little period tracker app and tell you exactly, I can predict up front where I am when my mind does that. And also, I take ruthless self-care and it is tedious and it is unsexy but I know that if I go on my little walk when I come back it's all gonna feel better and easier and not so important not so urgent not so bad and if it doesn't I know that I need a bigger walk I will walk until I feel better and it truly truly works Um, and there's all sorts of science and biology behind this which I won't bore you with but for me personally going outside for a walk is very non-negotiable and I feel like I'm behind and that also what that does kind of in our mind is we create intentional space right we can be like okay I'm really behind there's lots to do but I'm the source of time right I'm in charge of my schedule I get to create space for myself and for the thing I need And then when I come back, I sit down and I look, what's non-negotiable? What's the most urgent? What's the minimum that needs to get done for my my survival and my business survival, right? And just taking that little time out and that little bit of movement and hopefully some sunshine and some trees and some fresh air, that changes everything. And then other things that I really like is like, I like to journal things out. I like to make lists of everything. And then I'll look at the list and feel terrible and do a 25 minute Pomodoro sprint or a 50 minute sprint and be like, oh, I knocked out 80% of the list. I don't know why my mind was so worried about this, right? Um, I like to do a yoga nidra meditation. There's Ali Bufroyd, I think she's named on YouTube. She does these little yoga nidra meditations that are amazing. Again, there's science behind it, equivalent to a couple hours of sleep, 
love them. Um, and you know, I like to journal. I like to do a little bit of tarot every once in a while, just kind of for fun to check up. So I feel like there's, there's all of these things and for you, they might be different, right? Experiment with them that when our, our mind kind of, or our brain runs away from us, that's the moment where you have to become the observer. And this is where I'm going to go woo and finally repeat. I finally understand when everyone talks about the gentle observer, be the gentle observer. And I never understood. And I'm like, oh, here we are, right? I'm telling you the story and I'm telling you what I do. And I'm like, oh, actually I am the gentle observer because I know that I am not my brain, right? I am not my thoughts. I am not, I am some of my flaws, but I am not flawed, right? So there's, there's a moment where you have to kind of step back and be able to say, hey, those are some really mean thoughts to be having. They might feel true. That doesn't mean they are true. So how can I take a moment, take a minute, take 30 minutes, take some space and get back to that place of I have this, I can do it, it is manageable. And the more you manage to calm your nervous system and to work with this and through this, the easier your business is going to grow and feel. That was it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you very, very soon.